Hello, everybody. Thank you for joining me again. As I've been getting ready for 2020, I've been thinking about the last year and thought I would do a podcast, kind of recapping my first real year in business, uh, what it's been like, what I've been through. Then I realized it's not just the end of the year, it's the end of a decade. And got to thinking about what that last decade has been like for me. Um, so today I'm going to do an episode called Years in Review. And just kind of thinking about the beginning of my professional career, share a little bit of it with you. Uh, I know that the intent of the show has mostly been to invite others on the show, explore different ideas and information that I don't necessarily have that I can get from others. But I figure maybe a little journalistic exercise wouldn't be bad either. So, years in review. Let's think about this. Um, Ten years ago, in the winter of, 20, of 2009, 2009, I was an architecture student at the University of Texas at Austin. Although I was, I think I was really thinking more about the entertainment industry than I was about architecture. It was the middle of the Great Recession, um, so I knew prospects weren't all that great. And I'd spent the last few years doing odd jobs at uh, music festivals, uh, managing student stage management, and music festival management, things like that, which there was a lot of in Austin, as you can imagine. Um, and I had an entrepreneurial itch. I knew I wanted to get out and do something. That was the industry that I'd been operating in. And so I had some friends that I was going to work with doing some of that. Um, but in the winter, I was prepping for my last design studio with Coleman Coker, uh, which was fantastic. I actually really enjoyed it. Um, he gave us some readings to start the semester that were very theoretical. Um, and I really liked it a lot, uh, and I almost had some really good projects, but I was thinking so hard about being finished and what I was going to do after that um, I kind of I kind of did pretty crummy my last semester. But after that, like I said, there weren't there weren't many jobs in the architecture field, I, so I didn't chase that at all. Um, and after that last design studio I graduated and I was confident and energetic but you know I was kind of in for a rude awakening um, I didn't have any wisdom uh, mostly about about people and relationships and certainly not about business and during that time I kind of tried to jump into the entertainment industry there in Austin um, and ended up letting a whole lot of really toxic people into my life and so this next period of years uh, following my graduation was mostly highlighted by some uh, pretty terrible relationships that I had to then kind of purge from my life and recover from. But you know, I was young enough to I was young enough to get through it, and the experience was a learning experience and all that kind of stuff. And it wasn't all bad either. Uh, I did some fun stuff. I worked on a bunch of music festivals and did some loudspeaker design and did some design build projects that I'm still really proud of, all while I was working as a hotel valet in downtown Austin, which 
in itself wasn't all that great, but um, in hindsight, I was working with some friends, and it was mostly downtime, and every now and again, you'd have to run around and uh, chase down a car and go park or go pick it up or whatever, so um, that was okay. After that, right around 2013, the architecture market started to pick back up, and I think I realized that one, uh, I wanted some, some security. Um, I had a professional demeanor and some professionalism about me, but I hadn't ever worked as a professional. I'd never had a nine to five job. I'd never had a salary. I'd never had health insurance. And up to then, none of the things that I mentioned before paid anything near a, a living wage. And I was always struggling to pay rent and, you know, eat food, whatnot. So in 2013, um, my architecture career really started. I got my first job in a small office in Austin, and I got really involved in the AIA kind of by accident. I walked in to drop off my resume and ended up getting roped into being the co-chair of the Young Professionals Group for American Institute of Architects in Austin. Um, and also, right around this time, outside of my professional life, in my personal life, I discovered martial arts as something that I really enjoyed as an outlet for, for physical and psychological health. And those three things, the professional life, professional service, and martial arts practice are really the three main strings of my life that continue out the rest of these reflections. Um, generally, I think you can call those years something like my professional childhood. Um, in addition to being bound by the strictures of the architecture licensing employment requirements, by which I mean I had to be an employee, I didn't have a choice. I had to work under somebody else and earn my hours and study for exams and all of that stuff. Um, so in addition to that, I was also really immature in my professional service life. Uh, I was too young and idealistic to understand the politics and niceties of serving on boards, and I was really prone to frustrated outbursts and um, contrarianism um, during a couple times during board meetings where I got really upset and felt it was my duty to tell everybody what was on my mind and tell them how hard it was to be a young intern in the, you know, still recovering recession age and, you know, how old they all were and all that kind of stuff. Um, thankfully, I was also young enough that people were willing to forgive me my passions and I've kept it up and I think built a somewhat respectable name for myself. Um, in the middle of that period, I moved from Austin to San Antonio, where I still live and practice today. And over time, I started to realize that I was frustrated with the my lack of professional agency or what felt like my lack of professional agency. And what I saw as some major problems in the profession that I felt really powerless to change and to fix, which is where a bunch of those outbursts came from. Um, 
And as it turns out, even though I do genu genuinely see some major flaws in the profession, what I was really frustrated with was being an employee. <laughs> uh, I just really didn't like working for other people. Um, I thought at various times that it was the office I was in and the people that I was surrounded by and the, you know, what I saw as lack of leadership or the people above me, but, you know, I, I realized a little bit at a time that I just, I wouldn't have been happy anywhere and I just, I just really didn't like being an employee. Um, I was reading lots of books about business, um, business and leadership in particular, and felt like I had ideas about how to do it better. And during this time I was studying and I got my license and I stuck around at the office I was working at at the time um, to try to see if there was a way that I could grow with a larger company because on the one hand I had some practic practical concerns about starting my own business and on the other hand I think I was just uh, I was just scared I wasn't ready um, which kind of brings us to kind of where I am now um, it took me a little while after 2016. So 20, 2013 to 2016 was this period of professional childhood and continuing to serve on boards, continuing to practice martial arts, continuing to um, do my, uh, pay my professional dues, so to speak, to earn my license. And it took me a couple of years to really break away out on my own or decide I wanted to break away on my own. But that's what I did in the summer of 2018, late in the summer, about right around August. And now, after kind of recapping most of the last 10 years, I can focus on kind of what the last one year has been like. And I got to tell you, folks, it's been a struggle. Um, from where you're sitting, the evidence of that is how few podcasts I've done. Um, the learning curve that I was not ready for, and I don't know if you can ever be ready for it, but the learning curve of running a business and being the one person that does everything was um, has been kind of crazy. And looking back, I appreciate it all, and I hope that I can carry that with me into the future to understand kind of how to put things in context. But man, I didn't know anything starting off. I'd never written a proposal before. Uh, I'd never, I was starting from scratch with all of my software, with all of my AutoCAD, with, you know, I just, I, up to now I've mostly just been using AutoCAD and SketchUp. I haven't uh, had BIM in my practice yet. I will in 2020. Um, but it was just me doing everything. And I didn't know how to make deals. I didn't know how to write a proposal. That was, that was probably the hardest part was just figuring out how to structure a deal with somebody and write it out all on, write everything out on paper um, so that I could, you know, create a framework for framework and expectations for how the work was going to play out. And uh, as a consequence of that, I spent this first year and I'm still working through some um, not bad deals. I wouldn't call them bad. I have, I've got really great clients starting out, which is pretty awesome. Um, but I didn't charge enough for any of the work that I've done. 
So financially, it's been it's been a struggle the whole time. Um, I've managed to pay all my bills, and I haven't missed too many meals. Um, but I also can't claim to have really made any money. Uh, I think that's par for the course. I'm not I'm not disappointed in that, but I am now hyper conscious of what it takes to make money. And I'm also hyper conscious of the fact that I can't do this on my own. Um, like I said before, being the one guy who one person that does everything is not just hard, it's impossible. Um, there's, there's no way to do that well, I don't think. And so moving into 2020, which I'm really optimistic about, I've, like I said, I've got some great clients. Um, a lot of the last year has been setting up for some pretty big jobs with some of these clients, jobs that I'm going to need help with and I'm going to need to hire people for. So I'm looking forward to 2020, but, you know, again, reflecting on the last year and, man, how much I've learned, it's it's pretty incredible. And just literally where where I've gotten to kind of in physical space. I started out with a drafting table set up in my bedroom that I was renting from a friend. Um, and in the only bedroom, I was had my mattress leaned up against the wall and turned my bedroom into an office and uh, stayed most of the time with my girlfriend for a little while. Um, that played itself out pretty quick. I needed to get back into my apartment, so I shared some office space with some friends downtown who had also just started a business, um, and that lasted four or five months, and they decided they weren't going to continue with their business venture. Uh, luckily, in the meantime, I'd met a really great uh, client and now friend who I actually recorded a podcast with, but the audio was bad, so you'll be hearing from Lawrence uh, a little bit later on, we're going to redo that podcast, but um, he's been great, and he owns an office building downtown, so uh, I just got moved into my new office in his building, which I'm really excited about, and I'm doing some work for him in that same building as well, uh, all little stuff, it's interior finishes and uh, one a cool little deli project that's going to go on the ground floor, which is fun, but... Um, Anyway, that's that that office makes it I think start to feel real. I have a place that I can invite people to. Um I've got walls to hang things on. Uh and enough space that I can I think legitimately bring some people on and install some new workstations and um God, have some company. Maybe the hardest part aside from just the tasks that have to be filled, maybe the hardest part has been just being alone in everything. Um, had that short period where I was sharing office space with some people, which was nice, but um, it's gotten kind of lonely doing all these projects on my own. And 
especially since moving out of the shared office, kind of really being alone all day, every day, and and trying to design alone, and trying to work through problems alone, and trying to think about money alone. It's reinforced something that I've known the entire time, which is in contrast to the way I've been talking about this last 10 years, which is all about me. Um, the next 10 years needs to start to be about us. And I'd like to include all of you in that. Um, and I'm working on some ways to engage you all more in being a part of the show and invite you guys in to actually contribute. Um, specifically, I'm going to be setting up a phone line so that people can at very least call in and leave messages, if not call in and be guests on the show. But also developing us in my business model. Um, I've been operating as Adam Ward Gates architect, but it's never been my intention to stay that way. Um, I'm in the process now of inviting some people in, um, gathering some first partners to develop what we all feel is a, a better model for how to deliver the services and talents that we have to our clients in, a, in the 21st century. Um, I don't want to speak too much about that because then I'd have to name names and talk about business model things and I'm not ready to do that. But the big takeaway is that from now on, it, it's really, truly not about me anymore. Um, it can't be. I, I think that it's irresponsible to move forward in that way. I think that that's, a, that's an outmoded way of doing things and that it, it's more responsible to build an enterprise that is kind of of, by, and for um, the people who work there. Uh, I've been thinking a lot about employee-owned business models. Um, and I was thinking about that before I left my old job to start this firm, but the realities of just making it through this first year have been... Uh, have been challenging but all of that said it's been a struggle but I do feel like I've I feel like I've struggled well um, I've learned a lot mostly I've learned how much more I have to learn and I've learned how important it is to let people in and trust people and rely on people and to create a model that rewards people for their for their contributions and gives them opportunities to share risk and share reward and uh, share their riches however however thin and meager they might be sometimes in architecture and you know spent this 
last 20 minutes looking back and now spend a couple minutes just looking forward. I'm I'm really looking forward to the 20s. I think it's going to be hard. Uh, I know it's going to be a struggle, but I hope that we, whoever that may be, can take everything in stride and keep everything in perspective and learn to struggle well. And I hope that we're bold enough to share, you know, even where the podcast comes in. I hope that that we're not reluctant to record something some week because that week was a struggle and we feel like we need to only share the good things. I hope that we can share the struggles as well and that we can all continue to learn from each other and to help each other grow and if anything I you know I hope that it all I just hope that it all comes together and that we can prosper and struggle and grow together and I don't know maybe just be better people generally when it's all over. With that, uh, we bring 2019 to a close. We bring the second decade of this millennium to a close. And it might be a couple of weeks before you hear from me again. But between now and then, I hope you're all well. I hope you had a lovely holiday. I hope you have a magnificent new year, and I hope that you, like I, am looking forward to a really awesome 2020. Thank you all for joining me. I always appreciate you, and as always, I'll talk to you soon. Thanks a lot.